Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Ooh, this is going to be a fun one. My milky, my illustrious, my sexy confidants. Welcome to another episode of Confidently Insecure, the podcast where we are absolutely sure we don't know everything. I am your host, Kelsey Dara, and here with me this week to talk about, oh, this is going to be such a fun episode. I'm so excited to introduce our guest. She is an adult content creator, a self-proclaimed milky mama, and has taken the adult industry by storm with her lustrous curves as an independent creator and fat girl in porn. Welcome to the podcast, Gwen Adora. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> this is going to be such a fun episode because I just want to do- like drive right in and like, how do you get into what you do in? I mean, there's so many different ways. Um, so many different people fall into it, but I used to be a sex blogger, like doing sex toy reviews, um, before I had a, like an OG type of blog, although I started it like way after blogs were popular, (laughs) which was an interesting decision on my part. I wish I could do that again, but here we are. (laughs) Um, so through that I had people, um, who would read my blog and, were turned on by things I was saying and were like, hey, I'd pay you to do X, Y, Z on camera. And I was like, oh, more money. Love that as me as a student. (laughs) So um, I accepted um, some offers and eventually I kind of realized that I could make more money doing adult content um, rather than writing. Mm. So I switched over and I started like my new brand, you would say, as uh, (laughs) Adora, And here I am. (laughs) I love like the honesty too about money with anyone that is in this industry of like, there is more to be made here. And there's no shame in using your God given gifts to make that money. Is there, is there ever like a time, like, do you, this is going to be such an obvious dumb question, but like, do you enjoy it enough to reap the, the amount you get? Or are there times where you're like, uh, maybe I, if I do this other thing, I'd enjoy it as much and make the same salary. Or are you Mm. like, nothing beats this shit. (laughs) I mean, my specific like niche I've carved out of, of the videos that I make are stuff that makes me so, so happy. The majority of my content is like solo um, POV role play videos. Mm. So it's a lot of me talking to my camera and being goofy and just doing improv, which, um, <laughs> which like, I mean, like, I, I would say my job is fairly similar to like other content creators who are outside of the adult industry, mm-hmm. like YouTubers and podcasters. Like it's all, it's almost identical. It's just that sometimes I'm naked. And <laughs> so Casual. I, I absolutely love what I do. Um, on, although there is like days where I'm like, Oh my God, why did I get into this? But those are only, they only happen when it's outside kind of entities mm-hmm. making my work harder to do mm-hmm. like, um, discrimination on, uh, 
like websites and different platforms and just general like government legislation that happens like in the States and in Canada mm. um, uh, that make my work harder to mm. produce. Yeah. yeah. And what, what is like, you talked a little bit about like carving out your niche. What is your niche? Like, where do you thrive? So I, your, your big milky mommy GF, that is my tagline, <laughs> even though I'm not actually a mother. <laughs> Wait, you're not? <laughs> um, I guess a childless milf, if you will. Um, uh, I am like a mommy dom for a lot of um, my viewers. I make a lot of like uh, sensual femdom type content. So, I mean, like usually when we think of like domination we think of like aggressive mm -hmm. and like mean mine is much more condescending and like nurturing um, condescending yeah. and nurturing <laughs> what A does mother. that mean <laughs> <laughs> wow i'm almost like where do you get the personal experience it's like has anyone had a mother that's like exactly what they do um, I'm curious about like your clientele, right? Because everyone has an image of like what a stereotypical viewer of like, um, more personalized, uh, sex work looks like where, mm -hmm. um, w you know, it's traditionally in media proposed as like a woman doing it for a man and they are like a little more hidden about it. It's not something that they're like very pridefully, you know, telling it's not in their Instagram bio that it's their, you know, their fetish, if you will, or even an interest or a pleasure point. Um, what do you, what like, do you see in your clientele that is, um, maybe unique or surprising? I mean, it's so diverse. Um, it's people from all over. Like I've got people who are women who like watching my videos like that are like even me talking to like to the camera as like a a a man if you will like any uh. of like my even if I use gendered language like I still have women who are into that um, or people who specifically don't identify as men who are into that as well um, and yeah I've got like trans clients and like uh, like obviously like met male clients as well but all over the spectrum in terms of ages too um, mm. like from like younger to older we definitely have like a view in porn of like oh it's this old man who's like mm -hmm. the, like buying porn and that's kind of <laughs> it but there's a lot of young people who are like getting into buying porn now especially because we're seeing it's like a much more way of ethically consuming it yes. um so yeah it's all over the place and there's people who are very proud of what they um are into and like they have their little you know not safe for work twitters that they <laughs> yes. use to like you know to interact with their favorite people and it's such a wonderful personalized thing because i can get to know my clients beyond just what they're buying mm -hmm. but also some of their other interests as well so I was like kind of joking of like, where do you get your material if you're not a mom? But like, how do you improv? Like, where does your inspiration come from? <laughs> um, oh, that's a good, that's a really good question. Um, I find I pull a lot of different areas of inspiration for my work. Um, like I look to a lot of traditional types of media and like performance art um, as inspiration for my porn. Um, like I love like, um, like really campy shit. So like <laughs> drag, drag is an yes. inspiration I take to porn, um, like over the top, like acting Jennifer Coolidge. Mm. Um, like I, I look yes. at so many different types of things and how I can, you know, use that to make a, um, a creative type of video. Yes. Um, in terms of the, the motherly stuff, um, I don't know. I think, uh, like, I'm definitely the mom of my friend group. <laughs> 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 um, 
so I think I can, I can channel, like, I just have this, like, innate, I never want kids, but I have this, like, innate, like, nurturing side to me mm-hmm. that um, I can use and exploit for money, which is wonderful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, people feel comfortable um, telling me their problems and um, wanting me to do naughty things to them, so. <laughs> I love that you're, like, the mom as a role in your life to your friends, and you do have this nurturing side, and you're, like, wait a minute. You mean I don't have to do this for free? Like (laughs) that is what I love about like the internet. And, um, I'm, I'm wondering like, do you at all care about or look into like the psychology behind what makes someone interested in like mommy porn? Well, I mean, I can assume a couple of things. Yes. Um, there's not too many like in-depth studies about mm. like specific <laughs> fetishes. Often uh, times like that kind of academic work around sex work is about other things right? Uh, rather than like the more interesting shit that we'd rather know. But um, yeah, I find a lot of people um, are just looking to be loved at the end of the day. Oh. And, like, <laughs> so a lot of like my presence to people is just making them feel comforted and wanted and mm. um, sometimes scolded <laughs> um, and are made to do things, you know? I think they just like that kind of like a dominant presence in their life um, just to make sure and make them feel like they are doing okay. Wow. It, yeah. Like you would assume maybe someone to have like, I'm making air quotes, mommy issues, right? Or like daddy issues when they look to that porn, but there really is no like correlation, you know? Like I think the number one searched porn term for a while was like, um, was it daddy or like sibling or something? Or I I can't remember. Yeah. But the the taboo subjects are like always up in the most top search. Right. And it, and it's, not necessarily, and this is something I learned from my sex therapist. Uh, it, it's not poor, like what your pleasures and, and fetishes are, aren't, ne- aren't necessarily what you want in real life. That's what makes it hot. Right. Is like, yeah. it's not the norm because if I was getting a milky mommy every day, it might not be as enticing and fulfilling when I come see you. Like, you know, I think there, there's like a distinction that people get fearful that like, Oh my God, because I'm into this thing. Does that mean that's what I really want in real life? And it's like, no porn. There is a lot of fantasy and there is a lot of mm-hmm. like projection and it's meant to be sort of this like fun, playful, pleasurable thing. And I think people put too much taboo on it, which I don't know, maybe make some people harder, maybe, maybe <laughs> more enjoyable, but uh, that's definitely true. People, um, love, um, the feeling that they are doing something and uh, consuming something that is extra naughty, but right. the majority of the time, uh, your someone's porn interest does not reflect exactly what they want in bed all the time. I mean, sometimes there is like overlap. Uh, definitely there is overlap sometimes, <laughs> but um, it depends on the person and um, depends on the kink. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's interesting to see how, um, yeah, people can play with that element of fantasy. Mm-hmm. I'll just do it like consuming like a piece of media, just like you would a movie or like a television show. Uh, porn is another piece of fantasy media. Mm-hmm. I want to know what is like a regular day in your life like, like walk (laughs) me through a schedule. Okay. So, I mean, I um, have definitely undiagnosed ADHD, (laughs) so my schedule is all over the place sometimes, Um, but typically I wake up, um, sometimes I go to the gym, sometimes not. Um, 
but then I usually during the day, it's kind of like a collection of like deciding what I need to get done. Um, I often shoot my videos like later in the evening just mm. because that's the way my brain, that's when my brain is most awake is like, sure. I don't know, in the middle of the night, which is evil, but <laughs> a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get away from that. Um, but a lot of my day to day is admin things. So um, if I'm sitting down for like, starting my work for the day, I am immediately doing a to-do list of all the things I need to get done, which can, like, the first thing is usually opening OnlyFans, mm. um, replying to all of my messages there, um, making sure that all of my clients are happy mm-hmm. and all the things have been done. Um, and then content scheduling out, so making sure that videos are going out on time, um, editing as well. Uh, also, so posting on social media throughout the day and making sure, yeah, there's like the safe for work promotions, the not safe for work promotions, ah. it all out. Yeah, it's. I would say it's very similar to like a YouTuber um, or right. some, an Instagram model. You know, it's um, just that I have the extra step of like making the porn and also uploading <laughs> that, that as well. Just that um, tiny extra step. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot of that. A lot of yeah. It's a lot of just sitting at my computer to be honest. Yeah. No, I mean, that's the side people don't talk about, right? Is like you're running the business from like A to B to C, like you're not going to like a, a porn production house and just showing up and they're making all the content, content and cutting you a check. Like there really is something so powerful about being an independent creator. Like I fully get it, but like, isn't it sometimes fucking exhausting (laughs) all the time, (laughs) all the time. It's hard to like, put my brain sometimes the amount of content that I have to put out because I'm not just making like my porn videos and then selling them. That would be great if I could just do that, but I have to be also be making TikToks and Mm -hmm. making Instagram reels and Instagram stories and Instagram posts and Twitter posts and whatnot. And then also, um, like to make sure that my website has C or SEO, I have to Mm -hmm. uh, be making blog posts on that and, um, like luckily I'm at the point in my career where I can outsource a bit of my work to, um, like some, like, like online assistance, which yes. I do like, um, some of my video uploading, um, which helps things immensely. Yeah. Um, but I, it's like, I, I run like a full, like normal content creator business on top of doing pornography. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you brought up a good point too, of like, you have to have almost two versions of everything where there's like a safe version and then a not safe. And then also like with creators, I know, you know, people like kind of discover you and they fall in love with you and they consume everything. And then like, maybe you're not showing up as much on their page or like they're less interested in your subject matter and they kind of fall off. And it's like, you know, numbers grow and change. And like, Mm -hmm. I certainly attribute that fluctuation to my personal like value that I shouldn't right like now I've gotten a little bit past it that I've grown but I have to imagine do you feel the same in that like your your identity is so tied to what you're selling and like how do you manage that feeling of like oh god someone isn't subscribed to me anymore or I'm gaining or losing followers like how do you how do you mentally manage that (laughs) Yeah, it could be definitely detrimental, um, Mm. especially because the internet, um, especially these days, is not so friendly towards um, adult content or anyone who kind of even like breaches the area of adult content, Um, especially like as like a fat woman um, online too, I experienced um, I would mm. say like algorithmic discrimination um, mm-hmm. from both my body type and also just the, 
the general fact that I'm a sex worker. Mm. So like I've had my Instagrams taken down and mm. like um like my TikTok taken down and like I've had to restart from the ground up like a couple of different times and it's so discouraging mm-hmm. because um as a person who lives online and sells things online for a living. <laughs> um, my pr- digital presence is so important yeah. as um, like a staple of like a building community. Yeah. But um, almost as like, I, I would describe an Instagram as a business card for digital creators, right? Mm. You're like, oh, this is like my value of like what I, all the work I've done over the past couple of years. You can mm-hmm. see I'm important based on the, the connections that I have, the amount of followers, the amount of engagement. Yeah. And then to have that taken away from you it's like, you're like, I, I'm, I don't exist anymore. My life's work. It's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's terrifying. Um, I'm curious too about like going back to the fetish. Oh God, this word always fucks me up. Fetishization. <laughs> Fuck. The fetishization of fat women in porn when, you know, society is like when you have the juxtaposition of the way society tra- treats fat women. So like, how do you deal with that? juxtaposition it's so interesting because Mm. i know people like i see the numbers i know people are buying my porn but (laughs) i get told on the daily by random internet men (laughs) and sometimes women that Mm. um like i like am a disgusting pig and that no one would want to fuck me uh or view my porn or let alone pay for it uh so it's very interesting but at the same time i'm like i literally can see the numbers right <laughs> success i know i'm successful right i don't need the external validation of a random internet person mm. to tell me whether or not i should um but it is fascinating because uh, bbws are consistently one of the top 10 like i think t- yeah top 10 or top 20 like mm. most searched terms on pornhub like every year mm-hmm. so it's people are watching us um people don't want to date us <laughs> um but it's like you're consuming our content you're consuming our the porn it's it's happening. And for those who don't know, what is BBW stand for? A big, beautiful woman. Yes. Um, so plus size, fat, um, curvy woman. Um, yeah, we're making porn. It's a porn term. And, it, you know, I do I have permission to comment on how amazing your boobs are? Because... Oh. <laughs> yes, you do. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I wouldn't normally just go off and say, well, no, that's not true. I would probably always compliment <laughs> someone's titties like... I feel like when you have boobs like you, like there is no, like, why wouldn't you want to share that with the world? This is coming from like a very flat chested, like I love boobs because you know, you want the thing you don't have. Of course. Um, Do you, did you like see your boobs ever as um, maybe not a positive? Like, were you ever like, what am I going to do with this? And now you're like, make money and thrive. Um, actually I've always like pre like me going through puberty, I wanted big boobs because I also love big titties. Like, it's just like, like a personal, (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Yeah, Personal preference. I love big titties and well, I love everything, but I love big titties, especially (laughs) my first love. love. Yeah. Um, so like, as like, uh, like going through puberty, I would literally like look up on Google, like how to massage your boobs to make them bigger and stuff like what? stuff like that. Literally, <laughs> I missed that. I missed that link. <laughs> so I was always hoping for big boobs and I thought big boobs was just yeah. like, it just worked out. <laughs> yeah. She was blessed. Y'all. She was blessed. Yeah. 
Um, and I saw on your website that you are running for Pornhub's fave BBW model and social mm-hmm. media star. What does yes. that like mean for you? And what what is like those accolades important in the sex work world? Yeah. So I've been I've like been honored to have won a couple of other different awards as well. Brag, sis, tell us. <laughs> Um, I won um, on this one site called ManyFeds. They have like an awards thing every year, but it's more of a competition because you have to get your people to vote for you with money. Mm. Oh. So you're basically, it's really interesting. It's, I, I mean, like less of an award, more of a competition, I'll say. Yeah, because, <laughs> the, and you get the money, but you only get like 60% of it. It's really uh, annoying, but mm, yeah. I've got many gripes. Um, so <laughs> I did I did win uh, like a team choice award for one of those years. And I got like a big crown, which was Ooh. about like the cam uh world because i just finished watching um pam and tommy on hulu have you watched that yet i haven't i've, I've been meaning to yeah i i was late to the game i was like uh i was like that's but it was actually really good um but they they talk a little bit about like the startup of how cam modeling got in like on the internet and how it was like one of the first things of course it's like we oh, built this amazing technology what's the first thing we're gonna do women's boobs like of course <laughs> um but i wonder like how yeah, like break down for me the very first you camera webcamming with like an internet stranger interaction like i want to oh, know my goodness. thoughts <laughs> process growth fears like give it to me This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Y'all know relationships take work, don't it? A lot of us will drop anything we're doing to go help someone we care about. But let me ask you something, confidants. When are you giving yourselves the same treatment? This month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to take care of your most important relationship, the one you have with yourself. Okay, confidants. BetterHelp is an online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to because I'd be looking busted in the morning and y'all already know that you've seen me online. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with the therapist in under 48 hours. Whether it's hitting the gym, making time for your haircut, or even trying therapy, you are your greatest asset. So invest the time and effort into yourself like you do for other people. Personally, y'all know I will hype up BetterHelp to the day I die. I use it every week. We even use it for couples counseling. I love that I can do it and schedule it on my time. I'm not always waiting for, you know, a therapist to open their schedule book and try to fit me in. So give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. Confidently Insecure is sponsored by BetterHelp, and you guys can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash CI. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Confidant, sober girlies, are you looking to cut back or cut out alcohol this year? Come on, join me and Zach on our sober journeys. Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. We've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like a lime margarita and a grapefruit paloma, so you can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. That's right. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% off the recess mocktail sampler at 
takearecess.com slash Kelsey. Each can is lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like so many stress balancing adaptogens made with real fruit and only 25 calories or less. It's a guilt-free way to unwind. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make recess mocktails your drink between drinks or like me, your forever mocktail. I am so obsessed with the ginger lime mule and also the grapefruit Paloma for spring. It's my favorite go-to weekend drink. Get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash Kelsey so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Now, I know what you're thinking, Kelsey, when did you become obsessed with cowboy boots? Well, did you forget that I was raised in Florida? Are you forgetting I'm a little country girl by heart? I even wore my Tacovas recently when I went on a ski trip with my family to Colorado. I wore my white Tacovas when I went to the Taylor Swift concert. And if you didn't think you would need cowboy boots anytime soon, uh, might I remind you that Beyonce just dropped her little country album and you're going to need some Tacovas. Tacovas is my favorite boot brand and they're bringing a fresh perspective to hair boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. And Tacova's is Western to their core, offering a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples, trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it, and they'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to one of their stores, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. See Yeah, well, uh, to be honest, I don't do a ton of like one-on-one camming anymore. My prices are very high because yes. it's an exclusive thing. Because the idea of me putting on makeup and directly giving my attention <laughs> to one single person is that's costly. too valuable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very costly. Yeah. Um, but I remember one of the first like one of the when you said that, the first like memory that comes to mind that's the strongest is this one guy who like would DM me. Um, and we would mess up. Uh, we had each other on Skype, um, because like he was like going to p- procure my services of, um, a, a one-on-one cam show. And I think all he wanted to do was just like watch my ass and like, <laughs> just not really nothing else. Just like want, just like, didn't want to talk to me really <laughs> just wanted to look at my butt. Um, and I remember like, I didn't charge much for it at the time. Cause it was like when I was really new to the industry, mm. but it was like, $50 for like 15 minutes and I th- like I'm like that's still pretty great like yeah. profit margin so yeah. I was like oh my goodness like I remember coming out and telling my housemates at the time I was like oh my god I was like I just made like 50 bucks and like I'm guys like oh, I'm definitely gonna do this again yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but it's very nerve-wracking to like mm. um even I still get nervous to like to t- like see someone in person interact with them in real time um after you've been like talking but you haven't really seen their face yet mm-hmm. so you're like you're like who who's who's gonna be opening this yeah. up like, i don't know what your vibe is at all and it's like what if i just get a very bad vibe for you yeah like, cancel the show like you know or just mm-hmm. like go through you're it's not a bad enough vibe to cancel it but like mm-hmm. enough to be uncomfortable <laughs> when you're doing it you know yeah, yeah it's interesting which is why i yeah. rarely do them anymore <laughs> 
Yeah. And well, like you seem to have expanded your business beyond just like a, like, I love the way you put it. Cause when I thought about it for me to sit with an hour for someone one-on-one giving them all my attention, I'm like, yeah, that, no, that's like a consultation fee. Like that's, that's a high value in my opinion. Like that would cost money, a lot of money. An hour of my time is worth a lot. And so when you put it that way, it's like, well, yeah, that's probably not the most sustainable. So then, you know, you have to look at, the sites like OnlyFans, and I know there's a couple that are like kind of like that, but do you see that as like the future and longevity of this kind of work that you want to do? Or like, what can you hope for in terms of growth, right? Ooh, yeah. It's it's very interesting the way things are set up right now, because mm-hmm. with the rise of OnlyFans, um, like, I guess like subscription service model um, is very popular, mm-hmm. which obviously started with like Patreon back in the day. And right. sex workers were on Patreon yeah. back in the day before we got kicked off. <laughs> um, and it's, yeah, it's super interesting, but um, it is, I think it's pretty beneficial. I've seen like a lot more people like make a lot more money mm-hmm. um, without needing to put in like the hours that I know cam girls put in on mm-hmm. camera because they have to be entertaining it's like it's like it's essentially twitch yeah um you're sitting in front of a camera and like bopping around for hours or <laughs> you know talking or specifically shaking your ass in yeah this case. it's exhausting um, <laughs> yes like i know people who would like put in like like so many hours to mm. just be like interacting on camera and it fucked up their backs because like mm. <laughs> they have to move around yeah yeah um so only fans and like subscription type model things um, are a lot more kind of like you don't need to be right there doing it and interacting. You can kind of do it on your own time um, and like schedule things out ahead of time, which is amazing. Yeah. And like I know, like even like the top, like some of the top like OnlyFans girls and porn stars have assistants who do their messaging for them too. <laughs> so like there's like it's like you know it's a much easier to kind of like I don't know to run as like a team per se. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, like it does need to be scalable when it's the business is you and just like any other creator might have, you know, people running their DMs or like messaging back. I mean, that's the reason why we didn't get to connect all the way till last year. (laughs) We reshuffled around our uh, social media, but um, all that to say, I'm curious of like the, maybe the back end stuff that people don't think about when they think about sex work. Like, how are you filing your taxes? Like, how are you getting health insurance? Well, you are in Canada, so you might get fucking good health insurance. But like, give me the back business stuff of like how being an independent creator in sex work might be different from like a YouTuber or like, is your money ever compromised because of the field you lie in? Yeah. So, um, I mean like taxes is pretty much the same as like a YouTuber. Um, like, I mean, I have like someone to handle that because, um, I, <laughs> I can do it by myself. Yeah. yeah. Too much. And I'm like, you know exactly what I should be writing off and what exactly I shouldn't be writing off. So I trust you. That's fine. Um, yeah, I think the main thing, um, that comes to mind is just, when websites shut down, um, mm. there is kind of no, there's no guarantee that you're going to get paid the money that you were deserved. Like mm. I know so many people who have been kicked off of OnlyFans and just haven't been able to, you know, not access to any of the money that they, they made like wow. in the past like couple of weeks, they just didn't cash out and oh, they just shit. don't get it. And there's no wow. like, the only thing you can do is like try to wrestle with their support, which is not 
easy to talk to whatsoever. They mm. send the same copy and paste email back and forth for like almost oh, every issue. Um, it's in terms of like, yeah, comparison to adult sites to like, um, safer work sites, like for example, YouTube, I'm fairly certain y'all have a better, like, mm. Mm-hmm. like a rapport mm-hmm. with the, the people that are trying to help you. Mm-hmm. And for us, it just feels like you're up shit's Creek. You're like, we're like, we don't have much you can do. And I mean, it yeah. depends on the website, but yeah. like now that things are like only fans is a gigantic platform. Um, they, uh, and they've got a heavy hand, um, be, and they have to have a heavy hand on yeah. banning people and making sure things are in line because, um, our industry is often so, um, told by banks and governments and also like extremist religious groups that we shouldn't be doing what we're doing. Um, so the, the platforms are constantly trying to mm-hmm. wiggle through these like very like finite um, rules of like what exactly sex we should be selling. Mm. Um, so it's, it gets very complicated. Um, yeah. Down the line. yeah. And like, you bring up a good point of like, I, I, I feel I know more sex workers now today than I ever have before. So I definitely think, you know, the conversation around like what sex work is and it being a like fucking career and making money and like being happy and providing a service that makes other people happy is becoming like so much more acceptable than like me as like a 13 year old hiding in my closet trying to like watch like shitty porn on like a 480p like screen. Like it's it's definitely becoming more acceptable and exciting but where do you feel like there are places that we're not paying enough attention to in the industry or like that need more visibility or work Ooh, um i mean there, there will always be more um we can do to support like more marginalized creators specifically mm-hmm. because a lot of times we see the most like successful in terms of monetary status or social status being like thin white like women mm-hmm. who have conventional body types mm-hmm. <laughs> um and it's t- it's tough because a lot of like a lot of the average i know marginalized creator gets like swept under the rug whether that's mm-hmm. fat creators black mm-hmm. and brown creators trans creators mm-hmm. um and people who especially like have uh, multiple of those identities mm-hmm. um are often left behind in terms of um general like ex- like advocacy and existence on the internet um mm. especially like in regards to issues with like say accounts getting shut down um or like you know losing access to banking whatnot like mm. the uh the more like famous creators voice is going to be heard over mm. um the majority of the other the rest of the population if mm. that makes sense yeah no 100 yeah. yeah yeah it, it's also something that i feel like where can especially listeners of like this podcast you know they might not be like very into porn or like that's not um they don't pay for porn or like you know it's not something at top of their mind and how they can like uplift and help other women and marginalized voices like where do you think support can come from in like a non-traditional sense if they don't necessarily maybe have like the funds to be um i don't even want to say have the funds to be paying for porn because it's like if you don't have should you be watching porn if you're not paying for it? Like, I don't know. Where's the ethics on that? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, let's start with that. Um, so I think like porn is, um, just like movies, um, that you go to the movie and pay for. It's definitely a luxury. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's a necessity, uh, for a lot of most people. Yeah. Um, and, but the thing is, 
like free porn, free porn that is put out by performers exists online. And we would like you to watch that. Yeah. I have many videos that I can earn like very limited adsense on, <laughs> uh, um, like on uh, Pornhub or wherever else um, that I decide to uh, mm-hmm. put my videos for free up because mm-hmm. I that's good for advertising for me. I got some adsense of watching it. So if you if you must watch free porn, and I know we all do, let's just be honest, we all watch free porn. Yeah. I think <laughs> say, not saying like that, that we don't. It's just a, it's a lie. Um, so if you yeah, if you're watching free porn, just make sure that the creator that you are watching on like the where, whatever website is like verified on that website, mm. and their content hasn't been uploaded illegally, mm. um, and that can just you know helps helps with everything. <laughs> yeah, no, you like you bring up a good point because like. Uh, and I've said it on this podcast before. I really like like amateur porn, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. I like it where it's more like, you know, I want it on a cell phone. I want the angles <laughs> to be weird. I want the production to be shit. Like I want to yeah, know. Yeah. And like I've never stopped to think, was that uploaded by the person in it? And both people, the consent was, or, or multiple people. Like I've never stopped to think, like, is there a <sighs> it's probably not a question you can answer, but is there a way to like beyond seeing verification of like an amateur profile? Like now I feel now I'm, I'm running through like the guilt of all the videos. Uh, I'm like, Oh shit. I can do yeah. better. Yeah. It's, I mean, we could always do better. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, the easiest way is just to look like if they have a verification tick and then mm. like, if you, if you want to take the extra steps to make sure that you're not consuming something that was like, um, illegally uploaded yeah then you can you know make sure like go and check if they have like uh like a, a comp- like comparable like twitter account that's attached mm. to their shit yeah and like it's actually them posting um like if you go like just kind of like if you're a fan of um any other people just seeing if they have channels mm. but i also know people who just like they just want to upload on pornhub and not have like a a porn presence right as, like, a, as a public figure right they just want right. to have, put up their videos and they're fine with that so um, it is, but like, I will say the, uh, like the verification process on Pornhub has only gotten more complex, um, just mm. because of things that have happened in the past couple of years, um, surrounding illegally uploaded content. Um, mm. and like all, and that's not just on Pornhub, but on OnlyFans on whatever, like we have to do like facial recognition software stuff wow. now, which is a little scary to be honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um giving third party, uh, <laughs> to your face. Party, <laughs> yes, literally. <laughs> face and our id card uh like uh, as a uh, as someone whose work is often discriminated against by uh society and banking institutions um very worrisome but yeah. we are doing it because uh we know that like we are trying our best to help um the websites that we are on make sure that they are not taken down um, right. and then the rest of our income gets taken down so, right um they, they do have pretty rigorous processes and like the times that people their content is getting through um like in terms of like verified type stuff Mm -hmm. um it's very limited that people um are having yeah their content uploaded legally through platforms yeah well that you made me wonder like are websites like OnlyFans and Pornhub are 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 you allowed to upload illegal content and like you just hope someone flags it or like how are they processing the legality of anything uploaded onto their site yeah so it is it's kind of confused so from the performer's perspective i'll say that um when we upload something we if, if it's with another creator um or another person we have to tag them um and if they have an only fans count if not 
Um, I believe we just have to like send them in paperwork to say like, Hey, paperwork, because when we work with another creator or work with someone else, um, we have to do paperwork in order to have the records. And if someone requests the records, um, from the site, they send them to us and like, we would verify them. Um, and often like sites are changing very quickly these days Mm -hmm. because, um, religious organizations and the government are very much trying to, um, squash out. Um, most pornography websites right now. Jesus. It's a very big battle. Um, look up the war on porn if you want to know more yeah, about that. Yeah. Um, so all of the sites are kind of jumping through a bunch of hoops just to try to make sure that, like, the are the let's be honest, the majority of the websites are consensual performers. So mm-hmm. Like, so just to make sure that we can like sell our stuff. Um, but we when we apply for verification, we have to upload our ID. Obviously, we have to connect our bank statements. Um, wow. And like they've got different processes depending on the website um, to verify that. But there's even some websites now that um, because I'm a solo creator majority of the time, I have to up like I have to like upload a like consent form with myself for the video that I'm <laughs> uploading, which is like like that. I'm like, oh my god! Like I'm like like I'm will I'm willing to comply, obviously, but like <laughs> it's like, like a like, weird, just sweet me. thing. <laughs> It's like, yeah. do I consent to perform with me? Do I like it, it's, it's <laughs> like a it's a metaphysical question it because yeah, a little too much thinking for me. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then on OnlyFans, they've been recently like um, flagging a bunch of shit. Like I think they they got a new AI system or something because a bunch of videos of mine that like or like pictures that I've taken with someone that I had uploaded oh. like separately and yeah. I tagged the one my friend in one but I didn't tag her in the other one like those were like oh make sure you tag them or else it's gonna be taken down oh wow and and then I had one that was a video and like the thumbnail for the video had like me like I copy and pasted myself like three times to show to three different poses uh-huh. and they they tagged that as like oh tag other performers and I was like it's There's me. a computer and, doing that. <laughs> I know, and I tried, I tried like emailing them and being like, "Hey, I want to get ahead of this. Like, this is it's just me. <laughs> this There's nobody else in it." Um, and they were like, "Oh, we can't, like, we can't discuss like what the compliance team is like, what their decision making process is." And I was like, "Okay, but I would like just to say for the records that it's it's just me here, um, but your your system." Is, is, is yeah. using a, a bad collage for like different people. That's, that wild. seems it's like wild. something with their robot that they're like, oh, fuck the fucking ro- you The wires <laughs> sparking out, and they're like, we can't tell you what's happening exclusively behind the scenes. It's like, yeah, your technology isn't like up to. To like par yeah. up to date yet with maybe the way yeah same thing with like YouTube. We'll just yeah. grab keywords. Like I have to censor so much of my shit obviously and i don't even work in the sex industry but i have to censor just like the taboo subjects we're here to learn about so it's like if yeah. i'm getting censored and taken off i can't even imagine like but it sounds like you've definitely found a like your niche and your your revenue stream and like the way to do it and yeah I, like i know the question everyone's gonna want to know is how much money do you make doing this and while i totally believe in financial transparency i also think you have the right to tell everyone to fuck off and find out (laughs) so i maybe like i could phrase the question to be like what platform pays the best and like yeah what's a what's like a what i don't know like against canadian society do you feel like you've made it (laughs) i'm doing fairly well for myself i'll say that i will say that yeah i am 
Um, so I, at the beginning of the pandemic had like all, like all my student debt essentially was like, here we go. Cause I had just finished school. Oh, wow. Um, and I am almost paid all of it off. And ah, like, congrats. So I, yeah, I shall be paid. I shall be paid off. I think by September. Um, so I'm like very excited about that. Hell yeah. Um, and like, I've also, um, been able to like, I, so I had two housemates before, um, in like a three bedroom apartment and both of them moved out to live with boyfriends and I took over the whole lease because I could yes. afford it. Uh, so it's just very exciting. I'm we love an extra room. Yes. Yes. Yeah, two, two extra rooms. So, yeah. So, what do you yeah. do with all those rooms? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got one is my studio space. Um, so it's like all of my like sexy porn mm-hmm. things, all mm-hmm. my like weird yeah. photos and stuff love. like that. I also um, have that yeah. drawer. <laughs> yes, of course. Oh, my, yeah, mine's a full, <laughs> full closet. You're like yeah. a drawer? No, honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I use that to like film different things mm-hmm. in. Um, obviously I film around my entire apartment, but yeah. um, it's just like a place where I can put things and like keep things separate. I don't have to like take down a set and right. like, then, like right. go to bed, you know? Yeah. Um, and then my other room is like, I'm tr- like, the last room in my apartment that I really need to like design. Um, so I love interior design. Yes, <laughs> me too. Uh, yes. Uh, so it's the last one that I'm like, this one is like a project for like this upcoming mm-hmm. summer, mm-hmm. but I have like a spare bed. And then also like, that's where I have like my, uh, more like office, like mm-hmm. my, my big editing PC is in there. And then, um, that's usually where I do my makeup and also have all my clothes down there. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. The only thing that's in my bedroom is just a bed. <laughs> wow. Like, it's great. <laughs> As it should be, right? Like, I think if anything, we've worked from home and we've kind of convoluted all of our spaces, but I love yeah. like the separation of church and state. Being yes. Oh my God. And, and I, I needed it. I needed it. So yeah. Um, but yeah. So back to income though, um, yeah. a diversification of um, income streams is extremely important as an online creator, especially yes. as a sex worker, because you literally never know when one of your, like one of your sites can drop. And mm-hmm. um for me, like a good example of that was um, on Pornhub. Um, it was not this past December, but the December before. Um, there was like a this like I mean this really big like issue came out about um, like illegal content that was uploaded to the site, and there was mm-hmm. like um, like some lawsuits and stuff like that. Um, and so Visa and Mastercard were petitioned by religious organizations right. to oh. to yeah to um, stop um, using like their services on the website. So people could watch the free videos um, and we could get paid through AdSense, but people could not buy our, um, our like pay per view videos, which were done through the model program. So you have to be verified to upload those videos. So they didn't, it was was chaotic. So I went from making just like on Pornhub, which I mean, wasn't one of my like major, like, I mean, it was like still like a significant income. I was making like, um, like 3k USD a month. Uh And then, Boom, it God. I only make three hundred dollars a month now. <gasps> oh, just because my AdSense as like um Right. Like because my body type and also like because I make solo content, that doesn't necessarily do well for Pornhub's algorithm. Mm. Um, but I was making a lot more money selling my videos there because wow. people like to pay for right, them. Right. Um so uh I'm like, okay, that's like and then that's like you know, that'd be yeah. I'd rather I would love to have that back. Um and right. it's so unfortunate and I um I know they're working their hardest to try to get like the model program back in Visa and MasterCard like right. back in their good books, but it's been like like a really long time now. So yeah, it's like, really, holy it's shit, really sad. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, that's like like an example of um, why it's so important to diversify mm. the income. Um. But I like I have OnlyFans. Like my, I'd say my biggest. Yeah. 
income generator right now. Um, and then I use, um, obviously like Pornhub for their AdSense. I have many vids, clips for sale, and I want clips, um, which are the last two are a couple like fetish websites and they're all like pay per yeah. video type of porn sites. Uh, and then also like working on trying to monetize, uh, like my safer work things, because I think that is so integral to the survival of any adult content creator right now, yeah. um, to make sure that they have their like things that can't collapse as well as, um, the things that can. Um, so like, I'm like working, um, like I have a, a podcast that I really want to, um, launch eventually. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, and then like working on trying to monetize my social channels as well. Yes. Cause it's more than just like, uh, hot videos and pictures. Like there's a lot to learn from you too. Like uh, on your websites and like with your social media that you, you do give like this kind of behind the curtain and educational spin to things as well, which again, like you said, that's probably part of your, your larger plan, but like what, what else besides, you know, the the podcast can we expect from you like what's next and where can our lovely confidants find you and support you yeah well i'm also working on growing my youtube channel um i mean like i have like three videos but i'm like i think it's a lot that yeah <laughs> three more than most people will ever do in their life Thank it you. takes Thank a lot so to make a YouTube video. It does. It does. Um, so that's something that I am looking to expand to in the near future. Um, but if people want to check up with my daily shenanigans, um, you can go to gwenadora.com links and you'll find links to all of the places that you can find me. Yes, Gwen, you are such a bad bitch. I love everything that you are about and you're so hot and you're so knowledgeable, not in that order. And uh, confidants <laughs> that will definitely all be linked below. So make sure to check out Gwen. And uh, I can't wait for the podcast. If you have any like questions or need any recommendations, I've okay. got you up and down. Okay, cool. Okay. Definitely. <laughs> and uh, confidants, make sure you check out all of those links below. Be sure to go follow Gwen and all her amazing content. And we will see you next week. Thanks, Gwen. Thanks. Bye. You're...